A busy mind is not a productive mind. Most people grind through the day without ever taking the time to filter the noise and chatter in their own head. Becoming a masterful leader is a journey that requires a daily ritual of self-reflection. In this episode, I share a simple structure to help you make quiet time a daily habit. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this. How do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Riv, and in this episode, I want to share with you a simple structure to help you make quiet time a daily habit. Over the past decade or so, I have learned the tremendous value and benefits that come from daily self-reflection, time to record my personal thoughts, my daily experiences, and evolving insights. For me, it's kind of a way of allocating time to understand the lessons I'm being asked to learn. In fact, I've been asked if I can point to one thing that had the most profound impact on my life, and without question, it has been the daily commitment I've made to quiet time. Self-reflection has changed both my professional and personal life dramatically. I mentioned this actually in a previous episode a couple weeks back, and I received a lot of text messages and emails asking for more information, so I decided to address it here in this episode. And by the way, just complete sidebar, please, if there's anything, questions you have, please send me any questions or topics you want me to address. I'd be happy to dedicate an episode on it. So definitely just, you know, uh, email me or text me and I'd be happy to, uh, to thread that into a future episode. All right. So about 12 years ago is when this thing all started for me. And, and one of my, my guides and coaches, uh, her name was Karen Munroy. She, she encouraged me to make quiet time a daily habit. And I, like many of you, didn't believe I had the time. And she pushed me really hard on this. And she was so convincing that I began researching this further. Like, okay, if someone's really pushing me that hard, there must be something to this. And so I began a process of doing what I typically do. Like when I don't know something, I go into student mode. And I began studying many forms of quiet time right? Journaling, meditation, prayer, right? There's whole different forms. And I, I began to devour just about everything I can get my hands on, on this topic. And I have, you know, experimented with the many suggestions I received and, and I've discovered what works and what doesn't work for me. And the purpose of this episode is to share with you the simple process I have, I have adopted myself and I have uh, gone on to teach other people. So here's the first, first truth I discovered, is a busy mind is not a productive mind. See, most people lead very busy lives, and as a result, they have very busy minds, right? And taking the time to be alone and develop a quiet mind will sound like a terrible idea to some people and a wonderful idea to others. Many of us have so much going on inside that it may be uncomfortable to be alone. I mean, most 
people grind through the day without ever taking the time to filter the noise and chatter in their own head. It can sometimes feel easier to keep your mind busy to avoid thinking about and sorting through all your emotions. Let me be super clear on this point. You must make quiet time a priority. And I need you to trust me on this. If I've earned your trust in whatever form or flavor, I need you to really super trust me on this. Like I said earlier, this is this has had the most dramatic impact on my life, both professionally and personally. And this may be a new concept to some of you. So let me outline a simple structure to get you started. I suggest you you, you make some notes right, as you listen to this or, or go back and listen to this, as, this episode as many times as you need to, right? Because becoming a masterful leader is a journey that requires a daily ritual of self-reflection. The best way to start is to identify a time and place for reflective thinking. Like that's the starting point. And this could be anything. This could be your favorite chair in your family room. This could be your back deck, or this could be a local park bench, right? I encourage you to, to, to get up an hour earlier every single day and dedicate the first 30 to 60 minutes for yourself. And I know that when, sometimes when I say that, people immediately go, well, Riv, I'm not a morning person. Like, get over it. You can train yourself, okay, to wake up earlier. Trust me on this. Simply call this your morning leadership ritual. Quiet time to prepare your mind, body, and spirit for the day ahead, right? Early morning reflection has a way of creating amazing results. Trust me on this. So the first thing I want you to consider, or two questions you should consider, is what is the ideal time for you? And what environment allows you to establish a quiet mind? Like just ponder those two questions first. So for me, I love starting every day for myself. I'm a big believer in that. I believe what you do first sets the tone for the rest of the day. And trust me, I was never a morning person, right? <laughs> like I came out of college, man, I was I, I, I kicked and screamed getting up earlier, right? But I learned to become a morning person. And I use this time to clear my mind, to refocus on what is truly important, to reconnect spiritually and to strengthen my inner leader so I can perform at extraordinary levels throughout the day. So now like, so, so that's like, so the morning works good for me. I typically get up around 530 in the morning, right? That's, for, that's, you know, 530, 540, somewhere in there, I'm, I'm rolling out of bed. But again, figure out what ideal time works for you and then consider the ideal environment that allows you to establish a quiet mind. So let's talk about the environment for a second. For in the summer, for me, I prefer my back deck. Right? I love my back deck, right? I just, we, we have a really nice setup. I love sitting outside with a cup of coffee. I love smelling the morning air and hearing the birds chirping in the background. Like that right there just puts me in a, in a very good state of mind. In the winter, or, you know, or, you know, I typically sit in my uh, favorite chair, which is next to our fireplace in our, in our, in our family room, right? The specific in time, and location doesn't really matter. Like what matters is what works best for you. That's the most important thing. So for me, I like to get up early, go sit outside on my deck in the summer, or turn on the fireplace and sit by the fire in the winter. Um, and to me, like those are my two favorite spots. Okay. Again, that's what works for me. I encourage you to find a place 
though, with no distractions. That means no TV, no background music, nothing kind of, like just shut down email, right? You know, and leave your phone in another room so you're not distracted, right? Get into the discipline of like setting yourself up for success. And as you begin, so that's like the environment. As you begin and you sit down, like to me, I sit down with my cup of coffee. And the very first thing I do is take a couple deep breaths. Like I breathe in and I breathe out. And I feel the air filling my lungs. And then I feel the air leaving my body. And I say that because that's a good practice of just getting started. Just breathing is a breathe in and breathe out. Just it begins to, you know, just settle settle your, your body. And I really encourage you to make a conscious effort to clear your mind and put aside just your list of, of the many to-do items just for a brief moment. An open mindset helps to manifest positive outcomes. So just give yourself the momentary license to let go of any imaginary story you've been convincing yourself is true, right? You probably noticed, by the way, that life doesn't flow really uh, very smoothly when negative thoughts dominate your attention. To have a different experience, work on raising your awareness to the thought patterns that clutter your mind. This self-discipline to enter this kind of state of mind is one of the keys to having a fulfilling day ahead. That's why I love doing it in the morning. It sets up the morning routine. And the more you practice this, by the way, it may sound difficult at first if you're not used to doing this, but the more you practice clearing your mind, trust me, the easier it'll become to enter the state faster, right? Soon it'll become a daily habit. It won't take you much time at all. Right, that, that, that you you'll be pulling. Your, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like I can sit down and get in this state really fast now because I've been practicing it now for over ten years, right? So I can sit down, have a cup of coffee, take a couple brief, uh, deep breaths, smell the the environment around me, like just take in the environment, and I can quickly begin to settle my brain, right? And I, in fact, I I love this so much that I actually I spring out of bed for this, and my my wife makes fun of me on this. She's like, you know, I can't believe like sometimes like you just pull yourself out of bed to go have quiet time. Why don't you just stay in bed? And and the reason I don't is because I love it so much. The feeling it creates for me is so uh, just just it's I, I I can't even put into words, right? And so it's it's amazing what it has done for me. Um, and I even do this when I travel. Like if I, if I'm in a hotel room, I'll get up and I'll go for, go outside or I'll go find a quiet space in the lobby. Um, so again, um, so, so now once you're in that state, so the first thing is to get yourself into the environment and into a, a clear state of mind. The first thing I do, or the first thing I would encourage you to do is to read some spiritual text and whatever spiritual uh, text is for you. Um, this is extremely personal. For me, I personally read a lesson in A Course in Miracles, which has no specific religion affiliation. Um, it's a book that I highly recommend. Again, it's, a, it's called A Course in Miracles. Um, I read a lesson to that. It's probably the lesson is less than one page. I also read a daily passage from the book called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. And uh, both these two books have been a, a staple of my morning routine for these at least 10 years. They literally they literally take me two to three minutes to read. That's what I mean, like just a fast, quick, you know, less than one page kind of read, just to some just a center to get me into, into the right mindset. I sometimes add a few pages or a chapter from another book, 
Um, so right now I'm, I'm also rereading the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle a third time. That's why I said that a third time. It's amazing what you can uh, gather from a book the, the, when you read it again. So, and the reason I'm pushing on this is starting with some spiritual reading helps you enter a calmer, quieter state of mind. And again, literally um, takes probably t- five to 10 minutes. Like it's not that big of an effort. Okay. So once you're in the right mindset, I then encourage you to begin journaling your thoughts. And I want to introduce you to a powerful process that I refer to as building your awareness muscle. It's an invaluable tool to increase your level of consciousness. And those of you who are listening to this, who have been in my workshops or who are in part of my coaching programs, you know how much, uh, how important uh, building your awareness muscle is. I stress this and everything. Um, Building your awareness muscle is really about raising your level of consciousness to what is happening in your life right now, okay? Because when we reflect on our lives, Okay, when we take the time to just pause and just reflect on what's happening, we recognize that more is occurring than we ever thought. I mean, beyond the everyday routine and challenges, we begin to detect mysterious coincidences that seem to be sending us messages and leading us in a particular direction. And the more we're able to slow down and examine these events, the more conscious we become of them. The guidance we desire, the guidance we like, we, we're like, we're like, we're secretly desiring, can appear in many different forms from many different sources, and can mean many different things to different people. Oftentimes, we're too busy to stop and consider what may or may not be a sign. However, when you learn or begin to learn the subtle language of signs you begin to interpret the guidance the universe is sending your way in an actual new and profound way, right? When you begin to make even the slightest shift in how you see what is happening around you, you start to completely change your inner dialogue, which allows you to positively influence everything you touch. That's how powerful this shit is, right? Like lifting weights at the gym your awareness muscle will become stronger the more you exercise it. So the number one question I get whenever I introduce this topic to people, right, whenever I encourage them to start journaling is, okay, Riv, what should I write down? (laughs) And you know what? It's a fair question, and it's a great question. And it's a question that I asked myself for many years. And I told you, like, I have bought just about everybody's journaling system, right? I have, in fact, one time I was so pissed off, I spent about 35 bucks to buy a journaling system, which when it arrived in the mail off of Amazon, it was nothing more than a fancy moleskin notebook that had blank pages. And I was sitting there going, WTF? Like, seriously? Like, how how the hell is this helping me? So over the years, like I told you, I've become a student of this and I've really pieced together the different pieces to simplify this process because I, like you, like things simple. I like things that are lightweight. I like things that I, that I can consume and put into practice because when, when they're consumable, that's how habits form. If they're too difficult, you never really get out of the starting gate. 
So I promised you a simple framework when I, when I began this episode. So here it is. I'm going to outline for you six simple sections for you to ponder and consider and make notes of or, or journal your thoughts as part of your daily journaling process. And you can use, by the way, whatever form works best for you. If you're a writer and you prefer paper and a notebook, by all means, do that. If you're an electronic person and like electronic notebooks, that's fine too. Trust me, I've experimented with every form known to man. Today, I've really settled in. I, I use Evernote. That's my that's my template for today. I'm working personally. I'm working on a, an app, um, and I'm working on a, another book around this topic. So you know, definitely message me if you want to go deeper. But I'm going to outline the six core sections to get you started. Okay, to at least get you launched. And as I outline these six sec- sections, I want you to to ponder the questions I'm gonna I'm gonna put out in each section and answer the questions um, by ask by by simply making bullets. So if you're if you're using a, a paper notebook, as I ask as I as I ask you a set of questions, just make a, a answer them by making three or f- three to five bullets. Like that's bam, that's that's light and easy. I'm not asking you to write paragraphs. I'm not asking you to like, you know, this is not a diary. Okay. I'm asking I'm, I'm asking you to, to just make three to five bullets under each section. And note, um, everything that I'm gonna ask you a question on, this is key. This is really super important. Everything I'm gonna ask you a question on is based upon the last 24 hours of reflection. So all you're gonna do is sit back and p- sit down and play back the last day. And reflect upon the previous day. So when I sit down in the morning, I mean, picture this, I'm on my back deck, I got my coffee, right? I got my Evernote file up, I, I, I breathe, I, I, I take into nature, right? I'm kind of my environment, and then I, I, I read some spiritual text, and then I begin to journal my thoughts, right? And all I'm pondering is what happened in the last 24 hours, okay? I play back the previous day's events, okay? So, here, so here's the first section. The first section I call general observations. This is like our warm-up section, right? Each day, start by making some general observations over the last 24 hours. Where did you show up as the leader you aspired to be? What circumstances caused you to revert back to your old self? And again, these are just various questions. You don't got to answer each question specifically. You're answering in the context of general observations. So making three to five bolts on general observations. But so tune into nature, like raise your awareness to the beauty of nature, right? Helps to like, just that right there alone helps to strengthen your awareness muscle, right? Do you love mornings? Do you waking up and hearing the birds chirp, right? What did you notice about when you were driving? Some mountains, some fall foliage, right? Just talking to a buddy of mine who who was noticed. He was like, "Oh, Rev, you would love this, man. I'm down in the Tennessee mountains, and it's just like you know, I, I, all I could do is think about you. You would just love this." Like he's so he's making some observations about the the smell of the, the morning air. He goes, "Oh, it's like the morning dew smells really fresh, right?" Makes just make some general observations is a great warm up exercise. It'll take you one to two minutes is my estimated time for this. So let me give you a couple examples that like I would write in my journal. Like I love the smell of freshly cut grass, right? It felt good. I felt good about how I showed up yesterday in a meeting. Like I really exhibited strong leadership, right? Or, you know, I, I, I noticed I was triggered in a discussion with a client and I make just three to five bullets or fine, bam, 
That's it. It just begins to wake my mind up to some general observations. Okay, so that's section one. Section two is the, is one of the was, was one of the, my favorite ones. I call it magical moments. So take an inventory of your daily experiences, big or small, expected or unexpected, in the last twenty four hours that seem to all of a sudden make life easier for you. Like where did the stars magically align? Almost as if the right people were ex- were at exactly the right place at the right time, doing exactly the right things gracefully. So log your magical moments. Like I also refer to them sometimes, like for people who know me, I'll refer to them as my synchronicity events, right? So challenge yourself to capture three to five bullets each day. Over time, what you'll find is this list will expand as your awareness muscle strengthens. This is one section I'll probably end up writing today, five to 10 bullets. Because of my, my, my awareness muscle is so strong, like I'm aware of many synchronicity, synchronistic events or magical moments. So let me give you a couple examples. Like, you know, I might, you know, uh, journal something like, hey, I was running late to the airport thinking I was going to miss my flight to later discover when I got there, my flight was delayed. Hey, that was, that's kind of like where life just kind of fell in place for me, right? Or the conversation I had with somebody yesterday sparked an idea that, that helped me solve my, my challenge. It was a breakthrough idea. Right, it made made my life go go easier. Um, so, just again, think back to the last twenty four hours and what were some of your magical moments? Where were some of you had your breakthroughs? What were some of your synchronistic events uh, that occurred? So, take again. This will take you two to three minutes. Right, two to three minutes mm-hmm. tops, just to uh, make a couple bullets. Third is chance encounters. What chance encounters did you have in the last twenty four hours? I mean, think about that. During any given week, we have many chance encounters with people or situations that can be or often are life transforming. You can call it coincidences, destiny, fate, right? Doesn't really matter what you call it, but capture, raise your awareness to the fact that these events are happening. Capture these encounters and seek most importantly to understand the reason you believe you have unexpectedly been connected with somebody else. Right, this will take one to two minutes. So let me give you an example. I was just thinking about an old friend when they called or emailed me. Like, huh? Like, why? Why? Why did that occur? Right? Or I, I bumped into a. I was at a dinner last night with my wife, and I bumped into an old colleague, and we scheduled a follow-up meeting, and to talk about doing business together. Huh? That's interesting, right? So raise, begin to raise your awareness, and you'll re- realize that more of this shit's happening than you ever dreamed about okay uh you know it's just it's amazing right that sometimes we just we just glance over this as like just oh it was wasn't it weird like i just bumped into so-and-so but i'm asking you to stop and think about why it is happening right there's a, there's reasons that we are being connected with certain people i was just talking to my sister the other day and we were trying to figure out who we knew who knew somebody else and I said, geez, we got to know somebody. And then she called me back the next day and she goes, you know, how weird is that? Like the next morning I woke up and I got a Facebook message and bam, that was the person that has the answer. And I just started laughing. I said, there was a chance encounter, right? So like raise your awareness of that. Again, that, this will take one to two minutes, right? The fourth section is energy. And again, to go back. If I'm going too fast, you know, I said, make notes, go back and re-listen to this episode as many times as you need to, right? So the fourth section is called energy. 
Examine your energy level over the last 24 hours. What did you notice about your energy level in a certain circumstance? Did you really enjoy something? Did you project this feeling? Like, did you did you really bring the energy? Or did you not like something? And did you also project that feeling? Did you take something personally? Did you add to the drama or did you help diffuse the drama? Were you being a role model? You know, were you, were you showing up, right? Capture these situations that inspired you or increased your energy, as well as those events or circumstances that drained your energy. This will take, again, one to two minutes. So example, you know, I, I might write something, hey, I was really hooked and irritated during our meeting yesterday, in yesterday's afternoon meeting, right? I found myself engaging in the rumor mill about some pending changes at work, right? I was pissed when I received an, an email from somebody, or I was like super excited, right? When someone told me this, like, like, again, tune into your energy and notice what's driving your spike in energy and what's depleting your energy. Again, that's part of the process of building your awareness muscle. Okay, section five is called self-care. What self-care habit did you commit to this week? If you want to give more time, energy, and love to those around you, you have to take care of your mind, body, and spirit. So I want you to to note your progress. Identify the challenges you're having with this self-care habit. What are you willing to recommit to the rest of the week? This, again, will take another one to two minutes. I mean, this stuff is fast. These are like bullets, right? But it's a framework that that guides you in the journaling process, right? So, like, I might put something, hey, I had a great workout yesterday, right? I felt fantastic after work. I felt re-energized, right? It picked up my evening, right? Or I decided to, you know, I made the, the, the decision. I'm disappointed. I made a decision to watch Netflix versus going for a walk after dinner. And I really need to focus on this more, right? Maybe I need to just immediately go for a walk right after dinner as opposed to sitting on the couch. Or I had ice cream at 10 p.m. when I when I really misinterpreted the feeling of being hungry versus being tired, right? We've all felt that, right? I probably should have just went to bed. So this is where I tune into my self-care. I raise my awareness to my self-care habits. And it's like I'm talking to myself. And the sixth section, the sixth section, easy for me to say, <laughs> is called Priorities right? Reflect on your top three priorities for the, for the week you're currently living in and what progress you're making or not making towards those priorities, right? This recenters us on the things that are most important. Note what you've accomplished yesterday that was aligned with that priority and, and give some careful consider, consideration to what you're discovering in the process, right? Or maybe identify what you didn't accomplish, right? So again, this will take another one to two minutes. So I might put something like, hey, felt great yesterday to finally get this project done, right? That that knock, that helped me knock off, or I felt like I moved the needle um, on this important project this week, or I was disappointed that I didn't make the time to work on an important assignment. I let something else distract my attention. And I, geez, I got to get better at that. Again, a couple minutes on this. So that's six simple sections to get you started. I can go deeper, but I want to get you started, okay? Now I want you to conclude your daily quiet time with meditation or prayer, right? Daily meditation and prayer has many health benefits, including greater creativity, uh, improved memory, uh, increased happiness, and emotional stability. You can meditate and pray for a few minutes, or you can do it as long as you want, whatever works for you, right? Typically, I, I probably do two to three minutes in this. So I kind of like, let me just frame this out. 
I started with a little bit of just getting myself in a in a in a in the right environment, right in a quiet state. Like I, I practiced my breathing. I read some spiritual texts for a few minutes. Again, a couple of minutes here to get myself into the right mental mindset. I then began to journal around I, and I, what I offered you. And what people love about this when I share this with them is like, Riv, you've given me a guided journaling process. Yes, you could add anything else you want to this, but at least I've given you some things to guide you into what should I be reflecting on? What should I be thinking about? What should I be making notes on? And that process alone, right, doesn't it doesn't take long. I mean, literally it took, probably takes 10 to 15 minutes to go through those six sections, right? And yet then I close it out with meditation and prayer. And, and that coupled with like again, the book at book ending it with a little bit of spiritual work, right? Um, may increase my time anywhere from you know twenty to thirty minutes, right, or longer. Today I'm personally up to probably about forty five, but I, that's because I love it so much. People I know when I get started, I say just start with twenty minutes, right? Again, this is a simple, lightweight habit to start your day, right? Can you afford twenty minutes to yourself? And I know all the monkey mind excuses that pop into people's heads. I got young kids. I got this situation. I got to leave for work earlier. Okay, whatever it is, just roll back the clock another 20, 30 minutes. You can train yourself to get up another 20, 30 minutes earlier. I mean, rituals and routines are extremely powerful. You know I talk about that a lot, right? That's a major uh, process of my entire Power Week, Power Life system is creating rituals and routines, rhythms and routines, right? So I want you to try it. Regardless of when you wake up, I want you to examine how you begin your day. And I recommend just dedicating the first 30 to 60 minutes for yourself, right? The space you create for yourself will lead to better results. The most effective leaders I know out there all have a morning routine. And a morning routine, keep in context what I'm saying, doesn't mean you have to get up at 4 a.m. However, you can discipline yourself to get up to 30, get up 30 to 45 minutes earlier than you normally do. So you just have a little bit of extra time for yourself. Quiet time is my favorite morning routine. Having time to reflect in a quiet atmosphere just gets me in the right mindset before the day begins. All right, I have to run. I hope you have a great week. And remember, you always have a choice. It doesn't matter where you are, what you've done, or what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. Today is an opportunity to begin to raise your awareness to the small, everyday moments that make life flow with ease and grace. Sometimes all it takes to have a good day is a small shift in your daily thinking. When you start the day in the right mindset, you will notice how easy life tends to flow. Creating the habit of quiet time and self-reflection has raised my awareness to everything that is going on around me, what causes me to lose energy, and to be aware of and celebrate the progress I'm making. The same can be true for you. If you want some additional support or personal support, just do me a favor, message me, and we can schedule a follow-up call. Hope this was helpful. We'll talk to you soon. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.